going through the editing process, I, I mean, I'd have to walk out of the room so many times because I would just start crying, but it's not easy. And then that's, that's me. But when you stop and you think about it and it's like, you know, these kids have gone through that firsthand. So think about what they've gone through. And those are the things that have helped me kind of push myself through some of the emotional um, heaviness of it, quote unquote. It's thinking about, you know what, it's, it doesn't matter how sad it is for me um, or how difficult it is for me to process because it's 10 times harder for them that have gone through it. And if we don't do something, just more and more youth and kids are gonna be affected. Joining me on the show today is Arso Youssef. She's the CEO and founder of a company that launched a new indie beauty brand called Sexy Boss Babe. The brand promotes women empowerment, positive body image, and inner confidence. The company is also a social enterprise, and a portion of the proceeds of each product is donated to charities that help foster youth and victims of sex trafficking. Sexy Boss Babe started a grassroots support and awareness campaign called the hashtag SBB movement. So today we are getting in and we're going in deep with Arzo as she shares with us her journey around not only raising up sexy boss babe, but really carrying this mission to help foster youth and victims of sex trafficking. Let's get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this. How do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible. That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears and welcome to Ambition, Honey and Hustle. I am really, really, really excited to have on the show today, Arso Yusuf. Arso, welcome to the show. Hi, Candace. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Great. So, you know, you having a chance to to look at just some of your content and what you're doing with the Sexy Boss Babe movement other people out of some of the most horrendous situations and you know I read through an, an article about you and you talked about how you were you were inspired to create this movement um, which is really all around helping foster youth and survivors of sex trafficking but it was as a result of a social social work job that you held tell me a little bit sparked you to chase this kind of impact Sure. So I actually um, was not involved in social work at all originally. And I have done charity work and have been on boards for different organizations and nonprofits helping youth. And it was through an organization called Angel's Nest, which was a transitional housing program nonprofit. And I joined the board um, because anything that has to do with supporting youth, um, it's something that has always uh, um been a draw for me. And being on the board, uh, just helping them build the organization, um, eventually I became the president of the board. And there were there were different um, areas that needed improvement in the organization. Part of that was they didn't have life skills training for a lot of the youth. So I started helping create a curriculum and then started facilitating those workshops. And through that work, it was my first time interacting with anyone that had been through the foster care system. And up until that point, I had just, you know, you hear the word foster care, or foster youth, you don't really think much about it. 
And once I became exposed to it and learned what they go through and what the statistics are in America, it was very startling. And that's kind of what made me almost kind of drop everything and think to myself, oh my God, this is a huge problem. A lot of these kids don't get what they need. Um, a lot of them are abused. They're raped. They're molested. They end up homeless. They end up um, uh, going... Uh, and 90% of incarcerated inmates in America come from the foster care system. So there's all these like different things. 60% of sex trafficking victims are foster youth. So it's like a lot of people are like me that don't know what's going on. So I've kind of dedicated myself, my life and my business to raising awareness and helping this group. And I, I love that. You know, I watched, um, I got a chance to watch the trailer for the documentary that you just yeah. did. And literally, so I'm listening to the guy and all the imagery is coming to my head and, and listeners, I, I'm sure Arzo is going to tell us where you can go and watch this, but literally Arzo, I am listening to him talk about being separated from his brother and the, the handprint on, on the window as his other brother is in the car. And then he's, he's mouthing his name and I, my heart broke. Yes. It, it really broke at that moment. And, you know, the things that you're dealing with and, and the impact that you're, you're making and trying to transform for people that has a lot of heaviness. Like this is, these are real, real, real life, like situations and life and death in certain cases. Like, how do you, how do you deal with the emotional heaviness that comes with these issues? Yeah. Well, thank you for watching that. And thank you for your empathy. Um, and that's where it starts. It's, it's the more people that watch and more people that kind of are brave enough to want to face what's going on. Um, that's how we're going to create that change. So I, I do appreciate you taking the time to, to watch that and, and connect with it. And you're right. Um, there is a level of heaviness. I mean, even filming that documentary, there were so many times where we had to stop shooting because I was crying, listening to their stories. Um, or, you know, when we were going through the editing process, I, I mean, I'd have to walk out of the room many times because I would just start crying, but it's not easy. And then that's, that's me. But when you stop and you think about it and it's like, you know, these kids have gone through that firsthand. So think about what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that have helped me kind of push myself through some of the emotional um, heaviness of it, quote unquote. It's thinking about, you know what, it's it doesn't matter how sad it is for me um, or how difficult it is for me to process because it's 10 times harder for them that have gone through it. And if we don't do something, just more and more youth and kids are going to be affected. So that's kind of, that's my motivating factor to kind of push me through some of the difficult times. Wow. And that is something. And that's, you know, not even just thinking about um, the issues that you're dealing with and the issues that the children are having. But when we're talking about, you know, making an impact on people's lives in general to take out the the us factor, like the I factor, like, how do I feel? How do I feel? It's not about us. Like yes. this is other people's lives and helping them um do differently, be differently, be in different situations for, for the better. It's not about us. So I, I, I love hearing you say yes. that. I can, I can say that. <laughs> no, you're totally right about that. And I think that's, you know, another thing that you hit the nail on the head that um, it's, we're kind of in a selfish place in life, you know what I mean? And it's like mm -hmm. social media and work and our jobs and our families and everything. And all those things are important and we're important, but it's, it's hard to stop and think about what's kind of going on. And it makes us kind of feel a little icky. There's an ickiness about it. We don't want to pay attention to it because then we have to be responsible and deal with it. But I mm -hmm. think that if everyone just kind of picked up one little corner 
and did one little thing for whatever it is that you're passionate about, that's how we're going to ultimately create change for, for kids, for, for Americans, for people in the world. So um, mm-hmm. I definitely think that we have, all of us have the power to do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so talk to me, Arzo, a little bit about the, the business side here. So I want to talk about Sexy Boss Babe now, but first off, actually tell me where that name came yeah. from. Like, how'd you come- <laughs> sure. So every single thing about Sexy Boss, it was very intentional as far as branding goes. And, um, the Sexy Boss Babe, it's, it's, um, it's kind of a redefinition of what sexy means. And when you think about the word sexy at first, you're thinking of sexuality, outer beauty, And we wanted to change what that was. So our definition of a sexy boss babe is a breed of woman that is confident from the inside out. She could be any size, shape, or color. Uh, Her beauty comes from knowing her self-worth and going after what she wants in life. She's fierce, bold, and empowered. And we wanted to create a brand identity that was inclusive of, of women, of all women, or anyone that identifies with the feminine energy. And, um, really create that community of beauty from the inside. And then ultimately that's kind of our kind of platform and community to help with our social mission. Um, and the sexy boss babe is a beauty product. Um, we launched with a product called quick nails. They're a five minute do it yourself salon manicure in a box. Um, and it's, they're fun. They're fun. They're practical. They're affordable. Um, they're easy to apply and um, we're trying to create this uh, social change and movement through uh, the beauty industry. Nice. I love it. <laughs> so you, you've got this, you've got that, that hybrid business model, you know, the social entrepreneurship happening. And there are a lot of people listening, right, who are um, on their way from an entrepreneurship journey standpoint that may not know a whole lot about some of these hybrid business models like you have. Can you talk a little bit about how that works? Absolutely. So social um, entrepreneurship is a fairly new business model. Um, So I'm a social impact entrepreneur. And so you're basically, you are a for-profit business, but there is a a nonprofit or charity aspect um, associated to it. And so you're using your business as a vehicle to create some type of community impact. It could be environmental, it could be a social cause like what we're doing. Um, And if anyone's ever heard of Tom's Shoes, uh, he's he's one of the original um, social impact model companies, and their model is you buy one, we give one. So you buy a pair of Tom's shoes, and they'll donate a pair to a child in a third world country that doesn't have shoes. So that's kind of how that works. Cool. Yeah, I did. Um, at one point in time, I was doing some blogging around social entrepreneurship. Um, and so, you know, having you on the show, I was like, oh, great. It's awesome. Because I love when people can combine and feel like, hey, we can go out, we can build a business, but again, a business that that helps other people. We're not just here to make money and do all these great things and have money, but we're, we're here to serve. And it's not to say you can't do the same thing in a regular business, but to have a very specific like intention and cause and to give those proceeds. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it, it takes time to kind of figure out what exactly is the model that will work for you. And like any, um, it's, it's kind of like, so we don't do a lot of marketing. Everything we do is grassroots, but then that's how we're able to, um, 
contribute to our causes. So that's what, like another way that people can think about it because one of the biggest expenses in business is marketing. So mm-hmm. um, people spend a lot on advertising and marketing and that's a great way to take that budget and put it towards a charitable cause. Um, and so again, we do everything we do is, you know, grassroots, but we're able to um, spend and contribute towards our charitable causes. Awesome. So now you, you have, you've made your move. You're here in a full-time entrepreneur standpoint. Um, being at this point, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in moving towards being a full-time entrepreneur? So like, um, like any business sales are always the, that challenge. You want to get to a place where you have some kind of sustainable, um, income model, sales flow, uh, that that becomes consistent at some point, and it takes time to get there. And again, it's I think that different. There are different types of startups and businesses. There are some businesses that are startups that they'll have a huge, you know, multi million dollar investment from from um, from investors or you know whatnot. That's a different. Ty- that's a whole different way and challenges that people kind of experience and go through. We're that kind of traditional um, uh, startup that I think a lot of people. Um, you know, small budget, uh, grassroots, uh, bootstrapping, you know, from the beginning, that was kind of us. And for us to kind of start there to get to where we're, where we're at, we faced a lot of challenges. Um, but the, the, the best piece of advice is a lot of perseverance, overcoming adversity, knowing when to pivot, because there's times where you're going in a direction, you're realizing this isn't going to work. And instead of giving up, well, what will work and then being able to kind of shift and move. And when you're a small company, that's one of the, the, um, the benefits that you're able to, to be able to pivot and change direction rather quickly. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of this, this gut feeling, this knowing, looking for where the opportunities are. Um, and then more than anything, you know, a lot of people think that creating the brand and creating the product and everything, it was the hardest part, but the actual hardest part really is creating that brand awareness. Um, it's a lot of work. And again, like I said, especially when you're a small startup like us, it's literally doing that work one-on-one building your clientele one-on-one. So it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's possible. Um, and, and like I said, the, the best piece of advice is that staying committed and not giving up. Mm. So are there times, you know, as you were getting Sexy Boss Babe to the place of where it is today, um, are there times when you felt like, okay, let me just stop? (laughs) (laughs) No, is it, is there like, um, you know, some big moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, yes, the answer is yes. And, um, but I'll, I'll put it in context and, and it's never been, I don't think I can do this as in I've got a abandoned sexy boss, babe. That's never been the case. Um, there's so much passion and drive and excitement and a commitment to the vision, to the long-term vision. And that's what really keeps me going. But, um, to answer your question, yes. And it actually happened very early on. And, um, again, going back to the fact that we're a small startup. So, um, uh, you know, initially we're like, okay, we're going to be this e-commerce business and that's, that's the direction of business. That's where it's going. So starting from there, 
everyone around us, um, uh, you know, the experts that we talked to, everyone really wanted us to focus and suggested focusing on Instagram and, and, and social media. And so, and, and so we did that, you know, we just kept focusing, focusing, putting all of our energy on that. And then once we launched, we're thinking, okay, we've got how many, you know, followers we have is going to translate into sales. It's, that's not the case. And very quickly, I realized this is a much different game than I thought it was going to be. And that's again, where that, you know, I talked about being able to pivot. Um, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? And so we started focusing on the wholesale aspect of the business until we're able to really uh, build up the e-commerce side, which we do have an e-commerce business um, that is growing. It's, it's consistently growing day by day, but our focus ended up, initial focus ended up being on wholesale, um, which that really helped us sustain ourselves. Um, and, you know, people think, okay, well, you know, brick and mortar is dead and all that stuff. And that's partially definitely true, but there's still distribution um, outlets. There's still distribution channels. They are stores that have existing client bases. And so it's a matter of putting your product in a location or in a position where people are going to come, they're going to see it and they're going to purchase. So yes, <laughs> that was a very rude awakening for us. Um, but it, 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 it was a reality check and it, and it helped us position ourselves in a, in a, in a better way to be real, realistic about what those plans are. Wow. I love how, I love how though, when you started to answer the question, you were like, nope, was never going to give up Sexy Boss Babe. <laughs> like I was committed to the vision. And I think that, I think that says a lot, like even for, you know, for our listeners that are listening, like first off, even having the vision, but being committed to it, um, but again, that doesn't mean that you don't pivot. You don't test some things. You don't, you know, try and, and go in a different direction. So that's awesome. Yes, yes. Thank you. Very awesome. So Arzo, on this journey too, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, are there any um, moments or like huge wins that they, they stick in your mind or you just value them so greatly? Absolutely. So um, I'll, I'll tell you a couple. One of them was... Um, was being able to release our film. Um, and we had a screening, we had initial screening in Beverly Hills, um, that we sold out, uh, like three screenings, three screening rooms and sexy boss babe was the main sponsor for the night. And we had so many people from the community come out to watch the film and it started us to, um, uh, create this community of like-minded people that want to further this cause. And so being able to bring the caliber of people that night, um, the panel that we had, we, we watched the film and then we um, had a panel of experts talk about the cause and talk about the different aspects of it and how, it, you know, the sex trafficking aspect, how it relates to foster care. Um, like we had like a former sex trafficker on the panel. We had a former LAPD from Vice that used to arrest um, sex trafficking victims and, and sex traffickers on the same panel talking about this cause. And it created such impact for everybody. So, all, you know, because everything we do is all linked and tied together. That was huge. It was like, okay, this is real. Like people, you know, you, you do the hard work get through those, those tough times and put it out there and people will come. So that was a big, um, that was a big win definitely. And since then we've had multiple screenings and we're having another really big one with the Ohio state bar association in Columbus, Ohio in March, 2020 with a bunch of judges and, and attorneys. And that's going to be big because Ohio is the, 
uh, leading state for child welfare in America. And if there's any yeah. trends that are started in Ohio, it will trickle out to the rest of the United States. So that's a huge one for us. Yeah. Um, and then the other is um, being able to get into some of our bi bigger brick and mortar stores. Um, uh, we got into a five chain store locally in Los Angeles, and that was huge for us. It's an established business with an established clientele. Um, and then uh, that store is called Beauty Collection. And then um, we also got into uh, Planet Beauty, which is a 40 chain store in California. And they have an established business too. I remember as a teenager going to shopping at Planet Beauty and to have our product being sold there, it's a really big deal. It was very like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You so you you've you've had some major things happen. And and as you were as you were talking about <clears throat> the screenings of the film and the people that you had on the panels and the like you can I can feel right? I can feel that community. I can feel that commitment. I can feel that, you know, that willingness to do more, change more, and like that, that attraction and motion that's happening. And that, that brings me a lot of excitement. So I just want to say, just sort of thank you. And that's very inspiring all together ourselves, um, really. Like you I appreciate really. that. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of hard work. And again, like, I love that you recognize it, that point of just being committed to the vision because it's not hard. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's very hard and it's easy to give up and having a commitment to the vision and really knowing what your vision looks like clearly. I think it's really important. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, sure. So now if, if other people want to get a little bit closer to what you're doing and to, to the mission and really to get involved what should they do? Where should they go? Sure. Thank you. So um, obviously on social media, um, our sexy boss babe hashtag for social media is at the sexy boss babe. Um, my personal social media, I'm very active on that. I always post about just different things that are going on is at the Arzo Yusuf and that's spelled A-R-Z-O-Y-U-S-U-F. Um, our website is www.sexybossbabe.com. We also have a podcast, the Sexy Boss Way podcast about women-centric issues. Um, and then we do have a movement. It's the hashtag SBB movement. Um, there's a couple of ways that people can help us out if they're interested. Um, a no-cost way is just going on our website, learning about our cause and our mission, and then uh, posting and using that hashtag. Um, anytime someone buys a, one of our products, we're able to support our charity cause. And then we do have a hashtag SBB sponsorship program right now for $200. You're able to sponsor um, 10 youth to go through a self-esteem or life skills workshop. Every one of those youths gets um, a box of sexy boss babe uh, nails. Um, 10 foster kids get what's called a comfort bear to uh, help them uh, feel better when they're going through court hearings. Um, mm -hmm. and then you'll get a, uh, free gift from us as a, as a, as a thank you. So, um, that's kind of our big, um, our big campaign right now. Cool. Well, listeners, you, you have heard it and you have heard a lot over these last 20 to 25 minutes. And I do encourage you, um, especially I'm going to say this. I was going to say, especially if you've got a heart for this mission, but I'm going to say, even if you don't think about the fact that these are lives and people situations that they go through every day. So I really do encourage you to check out our show and check out 
Sexy Boss Babe and what's going on there and just really, really get involved. And Arzo, I want to say a big thank you to you for coming on the show and, and sharing all of your insight and sharing your journey with us. Thank you so much, Candace. It's been such a pleasure and a treat for me. You've been such a great interviewer and I love what you're doing. I've listened to some of your podcasts and keep up the great work. So thank you. Thanks, Arzo. So listeners, have a great day. Have a great evening whenever you're listening. And I will talk to you again very, very soon. Listen, the hustle can be tiring. All this ambition, all this moving, fast pace, getting it done. So what do you do? You surround yourself with the energy and the motivation to keep going. And you know where you find that energy and motivation? Right here on this podcast. So if you haven't already, listen, follow, share, subscribe. I'm on here every day bringing you that energy and with my special guest, bringing you the motivation that you need to keep pushing further and further into your bigger impact. If we haven't got connected already, let's get connected on Instagram. You can follow me at Candace Spears. I look forward to catching up with you very soon.